Welcome to From the Rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. That's Clay. That's Talon. And this week, we're going to talk to you about the nature of time forces. Yeah, the speed force, uh, the strength force, the red, the blue, the green. Wait, what? Hello and welcome to From the Rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. And today, we're going to talk about reboots. Yes, and so um, that's Black Talon, and I'm Cyborg Priming. And uh, <laughs> I, I, uh, I just want to clarify: it, it, it's Black Talon in that the costumes are different color. All right, like I'm not doing a black no, thing for this podcast. He's a black guy, and he's wearing a metal suit. <laughs> and there's going to be a teenage Talon. Look, it's and Halloween. Evil Talon. It's it's Halloween. It is absolutely the time for white guys who think they know better and work in comics to start dressing in blackface. So, no, no, I'm just clarifying. That's not happening. <laughs> Me? Blackface? <sighs> who do you think I think I am? The Prime Minister of Canada? Hey, come on. Waka, come waka, on. waka. Your Prime Minister probably has done blackface. Come on. Look. Given the way we cycle through Prime Ministers, there's odds on goods I'm going to become the Prime Minister of Australia at some point. Uh, just because we keep on handing the responsibility down the ladder until eventually the Prime Minister of Australia is going to be Dave, probably. Look, man, Dave has some good opinions about public policy, right? <laughs> I, like I hope how Dave's not like an actual non- person you're referencing. I like how non-committal you were about he has some good opinions about public policy. Like, I'll sit here like... I can't even mm. think of... You know, what's one of the things Australians care about? Uh, 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 lockout laws? Uh, coward's punch? Look, uh, look, I was gonna... <laughs> I was gonna be like, immigration. I'm like, mm, no. no. Dave, I don't know who Dave is, but no. he probably has bad opinions on immigration. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah, <laughs> Speaking as the child of an immigrant, yeah, most people I know have surprisingly bad opinions about immigration in this country. <laughs> So I was like, mm, can't it, say it that. Says a lot that my dad uh, property taxes? Welcome to From the Rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. <laughs> where we reboot where the intro this three week, times. We're talking about reboots. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> that was great, though. <laughs> so, so, so you got three intros in a very short period of time, which means this is a Marvel podcast. Yeah, because I mean, Marvel reboots we, we every year, a, but they don't call it a reboot. Like we 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 have talked about the event in the past about the idea of like this single big all consuming narrative juncture that they then try and sell you on buying. Uh, they don't have to be big continuity shakeups, but they use that. You know, that's a that's a well. It's a uh, acceptable use of your big dumb bullshit uh, continuity enema, but yeah, if we're gonna watch all that, it might as well be something important, right? And not just another big reason for them all to get together and fight each yeah. other, right? Like, oh, the universe is collapsing. Yeah. Ellie, we don't crisis on Infinite Earth. No, she she needs a crisis. He needs a crisis. Yeah, Ellie, Ellie is calling for a crisis on Internet on Infinite Earth. Thanks, Ellie. You know this is your fault now. Flashpoint oh, is Ellie's which, fault. Speaking of which, um, we will be appearing on Crisis. Yeah. Since everybody and their fucking mother is gonna be on that show. Yeah. I, 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 uh, I kinda hope. 
like you actually get some ridiculous podcasters showing up for cameos. Well, I am yo, Kevin Smith's gonna be there. Kevin Smith <laughs> writes on Supergirl. That's well, not a joke. He writes on Supergirl. He has been on an episode of The Flash as Jay and Silent Bob. Oh, good. That's not a joke. That just fucking happened. Uh, look, it may have happened, but that doesn't mean it's not a joke. <laughs> Man, I I wonder sometimes what it must be like to be really in the Kevin Smith fandom, but I understand that the uh the whole like it it it's like a fandom womb. That's a terrible word. That's a terrible idea. Like I'm you, going you just home. you just retreat Fuck, into it home. and 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 you never have to grow and and like you're always still 29 and you know butt sex jokes are always funny and yeah like it's just something there's something deeply backwards oh God. about blunt man and chronic are going to show up in crisis on infinite earths that's what's going to be <laughs> yeah they're going to go to the skew, they're going to go to the viewer's universe yep <sighs> No, that's like, that's just a 100% accurate prediction. I don't have to fucking guess. I know. I can feel that terrible thing in my soul. Why, Clay? Why don't you think that Kevin Smith might show some restraint? Uh, Is there some reason for that? Is there something he's done that's making you think that maybe this guy is not very good at showing restraint when he tells stories? I want to say he was single-handedly responsible for introducing AIDS to both DC and Marvel Comics at roughly the same time. <sighs> like, remember when Arrowhead had AIDS because she was like a child prostitute? Yep. And, no, that's and tracking then, uh, with my memory, too. And then, um... Hooray! Oh God, what's her face? What's Daredevil's normie what, girlfriend? What a, what a great again? bit of continuity to be responsible for. What a... Uh, hey... hey. Hey, that character's gone entirely now. Because so. of the AIDS? <laughs> no, because of Flashpoint. <sighs> I think right there that tells you something. <laughs> hey, this character got introduced with basically a ticking time bomb on them, and we're going to treat it really badly, and we're going to well, bring I it mean, up in really there's embarrassing There's the legacy ways. virus, you know? Mm. That was the whole point of the legacy virus during the X-Men comics. God, you remember that? How the legacy no. virus was supposed to be? No, I've a parallel I have, to AIDS. I have blotted a lot of the legacy virus out of my life. Okay, so for those at home, it was supposed to be like a narrative parallel to AIDS, a very specific, and this was in like the early eighties or yeah, mid eighties, late early nineties. Yeah, like uh, when I was of- a kid, I found uh, legacy virus continuity comics in uh, what we call the reject shop. So like. You know, these had done their run in newsagents then comic stores and they hadn't sold enough so they wound up there so yeah like i'm not saying i'm not i'm not using that as a mark of quality against them though also they weren't good um I this is this idea... is a um this is actually around when one of my favorite comic book characters ever was running around as part of this story and i didn't know where she went away until i found out that yeah that character existed just for the legacy virus story and now she, and and then she got the legacy virus and then she died oh who that revanche aka other psylocke oh shit <laughs> revanche was your favorite character when i was a little kid was it a butt thing i think it was a only source of you know ridiculously proportioned drawn women yes 
So, okay, okay. Because I'm like, there's did nothing Ravage there. have a character? That's what I was going to say! I've gone back, and, and she's like a less convoluted Psylocke with big hair. And, like, none of those things are, uh, okay, like, being a less convoluted Psylocke is a good thing, but it's not a thing that you'd necessarily make a big issue of. Lots of characters are less convoluted than Psylocke. And That's less I'm passively saying, like... racist. Because, mm. like, I'm pretty sure it's just part boobs. of that. I'm pretty sure it's just boobs. That's fine. I'm d- also, she told Gambit to shut up, and I remember thinking, yes, this woman speaks for me. Oh, I like Gambit. See, we both have bad taste. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hi, I'm a brave fan. I still still remember (laughs) making fun of Gambit recently. I had a couple of actual Cajun people contact me and say, hey, look, he is literally all we've got. Like, like, he sucks, but please. (laughs) Which is... Somehow all the more worse because, like, your best representation you've ever been able to get in comics is literally a, forgive the slur, gypsy thief man. He may be a piece of shit, but he's our piece of shit. Yeah. And in X-Men Evolution, he tried to date a teenager. How old was Gambit in that? Not a teenager. Like, dude was an adult. Dude was definitely an adult. Oh, side was that whole conversation. In Wolverine and the X-Men, the best X-Men cartoon. He also, like, we we will, he did we not... will have fights about this later. It's it's fine. You haven't you seen that cartoon. You will regret your anyway, lots of deeds because she breathes through her skin. Uh, <laughs> how's that game going, y'all? I love I love how in response to comics being dumb and everyone going, "Wow, comics are dumb. Let's not watch comics. Let let's not engage with comics as a medium because they're so weird and dumb." And then video games and movies just became comics. And now everyone's <laughs> stuck with our stupid ideas and they can't escape. And when you can't escape an idea because it's so dumb, you would do... Hello and welcome to From the Rooftops, a <laughs> about superheroes. That's Clay... Dead. <laughs> in this continuity, Clay's dead. How's the deadness, Clay? Uh, pretty good. You know, sometimes I possess people to save crows, and it's adorable. But for some reason, they make a silly cartoon about teenagers. Like five people will get that. Man, I can't believe right. Clay is fucking dead. <laughs> Oh god. Yes. But yeah. So we actually have subject, yeah. The the the, na- the nature of the reboot is um I mean, you know, it's a it's a good thing, honestly. It can make a story more approachable. It can make it so that people recognize that these st- these stories aren't necessarily entwined with one another in some big serious way. Like fundamentally, the idea of the reboot is not a bad one. It's mostly the ways in which reboots become like, almost embarrassingly predictable. Like, when when Batman v Superman got in trouble, uh, because it's a bad movie that's bad, and it's full of bad stuff, and it's badly made, and it's adored by morons, um, 
and and he just got in trouble. Like it came out and everything was cool, and then something <laughs> happened after the fact. <laughs> I I had someone I had someone who at the time I liked and trusted, you know, make fun of me for making fun of the Martha moment with this sort of like, oh sure, pick on one moment out of context that all the internet reviewers are making fun of. I'm like, was that person me? No, that's just it's bad because I'm tired it's, of hearing about Martha too. <laughs> I feel like that's a conversation a, we had. Yeah, but like, yeah, it's 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 a bad moment. I I, I made fun of the bad moment in a bad movie. Whoop de scoot. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, but um, like, yeah, yeah, it, and, but that's it. That's that's all that needs to be said about is like, haha, bad mm. moment, bad moment, bad movie. Moving on with our lives, as opposed to dwelling on it for you know four and a half hours or whatever. But <laughs> but but but, <sighs> but but when that happened, the. The, the next result was a whole bunch of people going, oh, well, they'll flashpoint their way out of this. Like, now flashpoint's a fucking verb. Uh, well, the verb used to be crisis. So. Yeah, yeah. You know, when in <laughs> doubt, you know, crisis your way out of this. We're about to see that this year in, like, yep. five weeks. The thing that amuses me the most about the idea of the crisis in in Legends of Tomorrow and um and and the like the Arrowverse is that honestly that universe isn't so bad. Like you know, it's not a super smart show anymore, but like you know, com- comics have put up <laughs> comics have put up with so much worse, right? Like <sighs> like. We we had the Wolverine and and you know we were still like no 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 it's still good it's still good we had Wolverine they're, on they're, two different Avengers and we're like no 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 no, uh, no there's no problems with the continuity they're um treating it more as like a victory lap for like oh a big thing you know uh uh you know the what? Flash yeah. and the Green Arrow are certainly going to die and we're gonna bring back all this old shit that you miss right I don't think it's gonna be crisis in the same way of like yeah. continuity fix. Incidentally, Diggle is the Kyrie of uh, uh, of uh, the of the Arrowverse. Hey, 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 fuck you! <laughs> and never say that to me again. I don't Main need that in my life. Clearly important. I don't know. Clearly, Stop. clearly, someone Stop. gave a crap about it. Stop it! No one's I'm doing gonna choke you. <laughs> I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. They hated him for his words were true. <laughs> Hello and welcome to oh, From the Rooftops, a podcast. No, 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 no. Oh, Jesus Christ. This is too much. Oh, <laughs> uh, now, now, as fun as that was, imagine oh. if, imagine if Corey had been on the podcast and what would have happened to me. Oh, he'd be dead. <laughs> he this would be on a plane to fact. find me. Oh god, that hurts. Uh, oh, uh. it often it often hurts to be say. told things that are true. Anyway, uh, my, my making fun of a show's inappropriate and honestly disgusting treatment of a really good black actor aside, like Dick Diggle can hold a room. That guy is a really really good actor, and I wanted to see him doing more cool stuff. So, oh hey, you know his wife, the uh, Lila in the show, yeah. Um, do you remember Harbinger from Crisis? Uh, no, actually, I don't. Um, she's kind of like the Silver Surfer almost. 
Yeah, I, I, like, I think that my, uh, my knowledge of Crisis tends to be much more focused on the anti-monitor version, which is well, also yeah. dumb. Well, no, but there was a, and the actual Crisis on Infinite Burke, there was a character named Har- Harbinger who worked for the Monitor who was assembling the heroes, kind of like Silver Surfer. Uh, the name right. was Lila Michaels. Oh. And so Diggle's wife has just been hanging around for like six seasons and just building up to this. And now she's going to be Harbinger. Well, you know what? I'm, I'm glad that, like, on the one hand, I actually am kind of glad the idea of when you get those actors who are like, oh, this is a novel idea. Like, I kind of like this whole comic book movie show, but I don't want to be here on their shooting schedule. And it's going to do a little bit of a thing. Like, I do like the idea of, well, take those actors and give them, like, names that are full of portent. And when you need them later, you can call on them. That's fine. I don't mind that. I've been doing that uh, for a while. Yeah. I mean, that's that's just a good use of your, um... Sprinkled around. Yeah. It's cool. She looks alright. You can see her in the outfit. It's weird to... Um, I was also weirded out to find that the, uh, the lady from Shadowhunters is now Ollie and Felicity's daughter? From the future. Yep, yep, yep. So, you Man, know, comic after they ran out of... They... Well, no, because you remember they did flashbacks, and they were set up for five seasons of flashbacks. Yeah. And they did their five, and it was good, and then the show ran for eight seasons. Yeah. So, like... And that's where we got... Last season. He gets off the island, and it all went to shit. No, no, what I'm saying... They went to five... Of flashbacks, and the yep. fifth season ended, the flashbacks ended with him, you know, going back on the boat and coming home. And then there were two more seasons. So, they started doing flash forwards to the future, because the format I, This is just an excuse that. to give Kathy McNamara work, alright? And, and you know what? Good for her. You know, that's, that's a good make-work program for someone who put up with, what, three seasons of Shadowhunters? That's... <laughs> And and by the way, you know you know all those opinions you have about Buffy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now now imagine Shadowhunters is a Buffy fan fiction. I don't know what Shadowhunters is. Oh oh okay. Shadowhunters was a young adult novel series that got adapted into a like around that period with Divergent and uh, Hunger Games those, and everything. All that that period yeah. where they were like, huh, young women are buying these books. What else can we monetize? Um. That period is when Shadowhunters got approved for a series, and it had the star power of the extras from a Buffy episode, and that meant that there's a degree to which it just automatically was doomed to fail, and it failed its way downward onto Netflix with the budget ever constricting. And the thing is, it's one of those series where you watch an episode and you go like, well, this isn't really that good, and it's not really my thing but you immediately have a vision of the kind of person who loves it and the like the the purity of their love and devotion it's like oh that person's sad aren't they like you know they they're bummed that their that their show about vampires um in the future is is going away and that sucks cuz like by all yeah. accounts that person is hurting no one and you know it's just a weird kind of make work project for a well well for a, a young adult novel series yeah well, hey, look, that writer got paid, hopefully. Yeah. And I mean, we don't we, know. We, Sometimes those contracts are bullshit. And at the same time, as I say this, uh, Animorphs got a TV series, 
So, like, I have no grounds to throw stones, even if the Animorphs TV series was bad, and it was bad. Um, Aren't they getting something? Every time I turn around, I'm hearing, like, the idea that there's going to be an Animorph something soon. By all accounts, I don't believe that's the case. Um, Mm. From what I can tell, K.A. Applegate has moved on with her life. Um, She doesn't even, like, they don't even sell the books anymore. Um, Yeah, they're free. Yeah, they're free Free online. Free online, folks. Go read them. Um, and when and when you can't and when you have people who won't will monet, who won't monetize books they've already published and already have in EPUB form, like that's a sign that they don't really care about selling it anymore, which is good. It means that those books are free. And honestly, if you're a reader, you should absolutely go get them because they're pretty decent books. And you know, yeah, yeah. But sadly, there will be no Animorphs TV show reboot in the yep. near future. Hello and welcome to From the Rooftops. I'm <laughs> Talon, and that's Tobias. Uh, I think this is, this is like some Pee Wee's Playhouse bullshit, where if you say the secret word, the episode reboots. <laughs> yeah, in the in the greater meta continuity of our of our uh, superhero podcast expanded universe, there's now going to be like a a, a, a shadow clay. Oh god, and there's gonna be one that remembers all the reboots. I still- Little do they know that Clay is always the Shadow Clay. The idea of Psycho Pirate remembering all the crises is actually kind of brilliant. Just because, like, there's always some kind of- there's always some- there's always some character who they decide, alright, this is gonna be the character who we make exceptions to the rules for. And it's almost always a pretty good choice. Like, once it was Power Girl, and it was on the basis of like, well, she's literally the only thing from her universe anyone remembers. Yeah. Why do people remember Power Girl? It is a mystery. We do not know. <laughs> no one will ever work this one out. <laughs> Please stop asking. There's something about it that just sticks out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Power Girl's explanation died on the way to its home planet. I hate the. I hate the fucking explanations. I hate them. I hate. Yeah. Them. Yeah. Don't Whatever. Don't. The, 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 they're nice cities, man. Just, just shut up. Just shut up. Just be Yoko Taro. Yeah, yeah. Y- Yoko, Taro, if, Yoko Taro has a, a very good approach to this because at least it's authentic. It's not It's not Kojima saying, you know, you will regret your words and deeds. Like, well, If you're Yoko Taro hard enough, they will put your character's butt on other people and other games. Yep. And that sounds like a bigger victory than anything Kojima could do. Yeah. And, and... Yeah, I <laughs> just, I, I have nothing there, but... You can buy 2B's butt and wear it in that Final Fantasy game. Yep. That is a victory for butts everywhere. Yep. I, I, I am, I am not, uh, <laughs> my, my official stance on this matter is, you know, that I will not comment on things you can do in Final Fantasy fourteen. Um. Oh god, man. is this like wrestling again? Well, no, no, it, it's, coming f- it's more that I'm just not that big a fan of Final Fantasy fourteen, so me commenting on it just feels kind of like, oh, well, the thing I already didn't like is doing a thing that I think sucks. Just like, it's, that would just be, hey, so here's why City Heroes did it better, y'all. Just do that again yeah. for five hours. Yeah, but now City Heroes is back <sighs> and people can compare it and they're like, oh, hang on, this is a really 2002-ass uh, uh, MMO. It has all these weaknesses and failures. <laughs> like, you couldn't oh, tell. You couldn't tell before because it was shut gone. Up, shut you up. just had the fantasy in my mind. 
I still love it. I still oh, think man. it's a great game. I still think he's doing a ton of good stuff, but now oh, people man. don't have to take my word for it's... it that it was good, and they're getting these friends who are like, oh, you like City Heroes? I'll give it a try. And then they do, and then they stop playing, and I'm like, oh, no. Uh, we lost all our power with that one, didn't we? <laughs> we lost We lost all our cred. There's all these people playing Final Fantasy XIV going, yep, the glamours are better here, too. Like, shut up. Hey, nah, nah. My dude has a fist that. on his chest. It's cool. I don't, I don't know. Cause like, you're still like stuck into like an armor based system with that. I can make whatever the fuck I want. You still gotta be a fucking anime person. Yeah. I can anyway. make a big weird lizard. But, but uh, yeah, yeah, joking around aside. <laughs> Good god. Um, <laughs> we're here to talk about the reboot. I, I mean, I think we've made it clear what the kind of thing we're talking about is. Yes. Uh, it's a Major point. continuity resets. Yeah. And Although, that kind of like, thing is done for what purpose? Uh, Generally, when your continuity is too messy or confusing, it's also kind of like, are we including soft reboots in this? Like, not a continuity reboot? I'm, I'm okay with including some soft reboots just on the basis of, hey, there's a lot of stuff going on in this. Like, there's a lot of room for... Uh, different things to be done. Um, like, it, it's too big a subject for us to easily go, no, we're just talking about this one type of reboot. Especially because I kind of feel like I'd have to go back and reread some of them at this point if I was going to do that, and I am not going back and rereading the first Crisis on Infinite Earths again. Fuck that. <laughs> that was fun. Um, no, it wasn't! <laughs> and if you priced it, you still end up paying like Fifty dollars a month on comics just to follow this one plot line. That's fucking stupid. That's fucking. But and that's no, and sorry. That's fifty dollars in nineteen nineties money. The thing is, like, my favorite versions of certain characters are in like soft reboots. Like the Asha uh, fraction Hawkeye was a soft reboot of Hawkeye, and it's the yeah. good Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, the, right? the Matt Fraction style guy. Yeah. Yeah, that I'm, I'm perfectly good willing Hawkeye. to say that uh, that, that Matt Fraction Hawkeye is cool. I and I think that uh, I think like not that he cares, but I think that getting me of all people to go, hey, this Hawkeye's pretty cool, is a real mark for you know how good the Matt Fraction Hawkeye comics are. Right, and that was a quiet way to reintroduce the character as if it was a new character, but without like throwing the whole fucking universe out the window. Like he still did all that stuff, but it's in the past. I was an Avenger. I did do this, but now I do this in this apartment. Yeah, I have and, uh, I have friends who are uh, because they're grappling with that City of Heroes thing. There is this discussion of well, how do we handle continuity and ooh. them learning the um the 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 back and forth horror uh, of of time in the Marvel universe of when did that happen? That's some months ago. Oh yeah. Oh boy. And that gets real fucking weird when, like, half of your friends want to reboot and half of them don't. Yeah. And half of them want to, like, say that time move forward and, and, like, like, oh, oh, that needs a crisis. Sometimes you, you talk to the homies in City Heroes and you're like, should we just blow this all up? Can we, like, petition? Because shit's weird right now. <laughs> Some of y'all niggas are, like, ten years older than you should be. This is, this... This must be what everybody in the MCU felt when, like, there everybody just showed up again at the end of Endgame. Like, well, fuck, man. It's been seven years. You were dust. 
say hello to our new husband. I I do like the uh, when did when did Reed Richards' kid get born? A few months ago. He's well, well, depending on who you ask and who's writing it, everything weird about the Marvel timeline might be Reed Rich um, Franklin Richards' fault. Well, yeah, it's true. Richards, you know, like no legit Franklin Richards warps reality, and he is so insanely powerful that sometimes people say that he's keeping people in weird time lock because he's like five years old in his mind. So everybody is a five-year-old's version of who they are. Yeah, and I i mean, I really dislike that, if nothing else, because it makes Franklin horrifying. Yeah, uh, like he's the kid from Twilight Zone. Yeah, 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 kid. yeah, absolutely. He sends them to the cornfield. <sighs> and that that's also what happens when you have these, like, jokey universes, along, you know, in the same place as real ones. So when She-Hulk meets characters from, like, 50s comics, and they got old because no one was paying attention to them, i.e. they weren't getting published, but also, i.e., Franklin doesn't care about them. You know? Yeah. Like, they didn't say, they didn't mention Franklin in that conversation, but they did say to She-Hulk, well, we're not being published, so we got to move on with our lives. So we're old people now. And, you know, but you add that to the subtext of Franklin Richards, and it all ties together in a really horrifying way. And... I'd much rather have the Yeti monitor. <laughs> I'd much rather just be like, nah, we just blow it up every 10 years. You know? Like, the hoops that are jumped through to make that work make a reboot more appetizing. Because it's like, yeah, no, it's just, like, pre-crisis Batman is a different person. So you don't have to worry about that. Just 80s on, read that, and then Flashpoint on, read that. And, they, and all of that's gone. I mean, the timeline's still weird and bad because Flashpoint wasn't properly planned out. It was just something. So for those who don't know, Flashpoint wasn't supposed to be a massive world-changing event. It was just a storyline in the Flash. You know? Goes to a different timeline. Everything's wrong. He fixes it. Goes back home. Six issues. Done. But then Dan DiDio and Jim Lee came to a... Uh, Jeff Johns, I'm making the finger guns gesture because you have to do that when you say Jeff Johns. Um, they say, "Hey, no, we were planning a reboot. We crowbar that shit into your story, and there we go." Which is why the New Fifty Two doesn't make fucking sense. But I, I don't mind a crisis every once in a while. I mean, obviously, I lean more towards DC, but like. At least there's no weird little kid destroying people's universes like every five seconds. That's fucking creepy. Yeah. And like, again, you could just do a soft reboot where it's like, yeah, no, this character is in a different place in their life. So if you want to pick up this character, you can start from here. And Marvel's been doing that pretty regularly every year for the past ten years. And the frequency of it is what has thrown people off, right? It's the same timeline, but every year, everybody's whole status quo flips upside down. So nobody has the same job for more than five years. More than two years, right? Nobody has the same friends and social circle and hometown, or not hometown, but like town of operation 
for yeah. more than a year or two. And that just creates that sense of impermanence that people would accuse DC's semi-regular crisis of causing. But like, when you experience it on an accelerated, accelerated like time frame, the cracks show. It's like Spider-Man movies, right? Yeah. Too many Spider-Man movies in like a 10 year period. And you're like, mm, there's been like five Spider-Men. It's, I don't like that. You gotta be sparing with it. You can't reboot every fucking year. Yeah. And therein lay one of the problems. Um, so, so basically, and I, and I, I know as someone who complains about how badly plotted and badly written a lot of comics are, this might come across as deeply hypocritical. But comics, comics kind of are only good accidentally. And a lot of what makes comics really good is the dumb shit. Just the really stupid shit comics do. Um, and it means that we're, uh, we're presented with this, with this sort of, uh, it, it's one of those, it's one of those, uh, uh, puzzles, like a little finger trap where you can't, if it's too easy to get rid of awful things comics do, they don't come up with really weird creative solutions to deal with stuff comics do. And that means you don't get some of the really cool stuff comics wind up doing. Like, it is not, un like, I don't think it's unfair to say that the current vision mm -hmm. we have of the character of Captain Marvel owes a lot to the deeply worrying and extremely bad way the character was handled back in the 90s. Where, uh, effectively, a character was treated really badly and the, the, the material backlash to it from writers who could tell how bad that was, was enough to get the character over. Yeah. I think the other thing about, like, these sort of fixes is... This is where I talk about the industry, y'all. It's quite not working yet. Yep. Um, He's gonna bring up Diamond. Run! <laughs> yeah, motherfucker. So, a lot of these, like, hinge on, like, popularity. Big air yeah. quotes. And popularity, as defined in the comic, in the superhero mainstream comic books, is a weird, bullshit, inaccurate representation of the idea, like, who is actually buying books? Because as I've said before, in, in superhero comics, a sale is not a sale. Buying a book is not a sale. Buying trade is not a sale. Buying digital is not a sale. The only thing that is a sale is buying a physical, local comic book shop, pre-ordering the book three months ahead of time, continuing to do that for at least a year. Those are sales. Which means, who is actually popular isn't popular. When I say sales, I mean the sales that determines if a book continues to be published, which means if a character's story continues to be told. And those sales are only being defined by the people who go through all those hoops. And so when we say, for instance, um, X character is uh, overexposed and is harming the industry and harming the narratives and people respond with, well, X character sells, yeah, to X characters fans who are the only person who are counted for sales. Yeah. So whether or not Captain Marvel gets to continue to persist and have her story fixed or just be swept up in the next, you know, crisis, well, the Marvel doesn't do crisis like that, but 
is hinging on data that has nothing to do with them, right? Yes. You basically have the situation of if nobody cares enough about you to do anything with you, but enough people care enough that someone can get a miniseries, you'll be in that position. And maybe somebody can do something great with it, and hopefully it won't be shit on by the next book that stars somebody that the industry actually cares about. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, like, that could be a great thing for smaller characters where they're like, oh, this bullshit happened to me, and I can just wipe it away and get back to the essence of the character. Or, all this bullshit happened to me, and a writer came along, did a good job with me, did medium to decent sales, but wasn't a blockbuster. But none of that fucking matters, because Batman has to have a reboot. Right? Yeah, and like, it, it, you might you might get the impression, listener, that Clay and I have issues with Batman, and like, we do, and this is why. It's not that, like, Batman is inherently an evil, it's that... Batman, in a really weird way, represents the worst of the actual corporate capitalism of comics. That, and this isn't like you know, ooh, capitalism bad though. Also, capitalism but bad. Eat the rich is, is bad, bad. Yes, yeah. Uh, but even if it was not uh, like uh, morally pugnacious to our souls, the fact is the the badness of uh, of comics in this context is created by capitalism mm-hmm. because it is always safer to go and make another Batman than it is to take a chance on anything. And like sometimes, sometimes these crises like, um, uh, Thunderbolts, my, my beloved <laughs> Thunderbolts, my stupid idiot children of a comic Thunderbolts is the byproduct of a, uh, um, of a, of a reboot period. You know, everybody forgets about Heroes Reborn. But like, because when we talk about that time period, and we, we say Marvel oh, yeah. doesn't do crises, but oh, they did one. Oh, they, they absolutely do. They, they rolled it back. They said, they started to do a crisis. People weren't buying it. So they go, oh no, ah, that didn't happen at all. Yeah, that, the same that, thing <laughs> happened recently with, um, with, what's it fucking called? Um, um, Oh, uh, with with the Inhumans, with the, with the Mists and Cyclops, like oh, yeah. they were clearly gearing up to try and crisis out of existence the X Men themselves. Oh yeah, and and if they tell you they weren't, they're fucking lying to you. Okay, that's the thing too. Like everything going on with the X Men right now, like that's a that's a fucking crisis. That is, you know, the like I don't know, I don't, I haven't read that book, but I know enough to say. But do you know what's happening? Right now. Only a little. Okay, so... So, you know Maura McTaggart, right? The X-Men's uh, Irish human uh, scientist friend? Always yep. been, like, a supporting character? Uh, apparently, she has always been a mutant. Her mutant power is... Uh, when she dies, her, like, spirits reboots into another dimension... Another universe, right? You know, Earth-616, Earth-6115, all that shit. And in each one keeps going bad for the X-Men, but she maintains all of her memories. And now she's in a position where she has all of the memories of all these alternate timelines and basically is going to reboot the X-Men via a combination of, like, cloning and reality warping and other stuff. And they're referring to, like, 
the ten year period of time between like Grant Morrison's X Men and now as the lost years, which implies all that shit may or may not have happened. And if it did, it certainly didn't happen to all of the X Men we are looking at now. Like, sexy face Nightcrawler tells, "I'm never gonna, y'all. I'm gonna <laughs> be on my deathbed. You're gonna die on that hill. I'm gonna on my deathbed and be like." Nightcrawler said everybody gotta fuck all the time and he made that a law <laughs> and that is the funniest goddamn man, thing man like I, I will at least give comic books this they're gonna give us a lot of fun stuff to be really weird about when the next generation doesn't give a shit anymore like, yo yep. Like, yep. <laughs> fuck hey, boy Nightcrawler do you remember when Thor was a frog <laughs> yeah grandpa Thor was a frog sure no, really, and he was a horse. Yep, yep, yep. Cool, 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 cool. <laughs> the funniest guy. But yeah, so like, that's a fucking reboot. That's a crisis. Oh Get yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And the idea that it isn't is just cowardice. And it's because it, it's, they have in part branded. built their reputation around. Well, we don't have to do stuff like that. We don't have to engage in cheap tricks. <laughs> exactly, Ellie. Yeah, Ellie knows Ellie what's knows what. What's up? But I find it interesting. I like the idea that the X-Men might become a weird sex cult. (laughs) I'm on board. Maybe we should have a Nightcrawler sex cult. I'm just saying. Look. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Yeah, just just saying. Anyway. uh, So... That's the thing where you oh, can not, you can where are we on this one? This, this, okay, look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend otherwise. I think things got a little away from us here. Oh, we, they, uh, look, okay, see, I'm in America and we are anti-train here. So there was no train to go off the rails. We are in a fucking ATV yeah. climbing mountains and shit. <laughs> yeah. Ain't no rails. Ain't no train. We build roads and kill the environment. That's what we do here. But misheard as train paperback misunderstood instructions unclear. The idea that fucking like the meaningful difference between like a hard universe altering reboot and like a soft oh he just moves to a new town and does new things reboot is very blurry when you get into this space of selectively altering certain parts of your environment. And I kind of hate that more because like. Pick a side, motherfucker. You're making things weird. Right? Yeah. And there's, and there's a lot of making things weird on that front. Like, even when, like, Flashpoint fucked that up. Flashpoint is a bad reboot. Partially because they didn't pick a side. They're like, well, some things were different. And some things weren't. And, like, you know all those things that y'all like? Those still happen to... The, the you good, care about, like Batman. everything good that you like remains. Everything bad you don't doesn't. And honestly, well, God, that's what a fucking reboot should be being doing. Mm-hmm. But they Here's don't the do it that way, do they? Everything good you liked that happened to the main named characters happened. The good things that happened to characters who sold under a certain amount, more fuck them. Right? Yeah, pretty much. Just like, again, hey, what diggle. about Tim Drake? Like Tim Drake got fucked over by New Fifty Two. And yeah, it, like something like Tim Drake and Cass Kane and Stephanie Brown and Barbara Gordon. Like, I and don't even know. Bluebird at last check too. No, I mean she's a post New Fifty Two creation, so she's fine. She's she's 
But like, just all of the stories and like, if your reboot, like, erases a character who only had one series, entire series, then you fucking up. You know? Now, like, if you're, if you're gonna- Here's a question for you though, right? On the note of reboots and continuity changes like this. Jason Todd's death. Was that a reboot to you? Well, see, the problem is that when Super... God damn it. Did you ask this question just so I can talk... No, did you ask this question so I could talk about the Superboy time punch again? Is that... Um, Was was that... Look, we're going to get into the Superboy time punch, probably, unless we run out of time. But the point... Because... The thing I'm specifically thinking of here is that when you get down to to the brass tacks of it, there have been a number of times where... Um, in the context of what is a single comic, you would have what would be thought of as a major reboot, like a major character being replaced. And in the case of Jason Todd, he replaced Tim. Dr- so he, he replaced Dick Grayson, but he was also wildly hated. Like Jason Todd was incredibly unpopular when he first showed up, and it wasn't just oh, it's new and it sucks. Like the character also was kind of awful, um, and people made it very clear that they weren't happy with that. And the fact that they then killed him off had always had to me the air of, like, taking a mulligan on the decision to replace uh, Dick in the first place. Mm. And that's the thing I'm thinking of here. Like, you know... It's definitely a... Is that the same It's definitely a soft reboot. It's a soft reboot of not just, like, the narrative around Batman of adding new characters and taking them. Like, it's not wholly dissimilar from having Batman move to a new town and have new friends, right? It's the same idea. Yeah. And that's what I would call a soft reboot. The same as with Hawkeye moving into an apartment building, right? Same character. It's a soft reboot. And it's also kind of a a major shift in the nature of what Robin is, right? Because now Robin isn't a character. It's a name, right? And then you add legacy into a fact, it's a bit of a reboot of the character in that way. Like, even yeah. if the other character didn't go away, even if you have like two flashes running around, that's n- not a hard reboot. It's just, it changes the nature of the character, right? Yeah. And, and that's the thing. Like, the funny thing is that, like, for all that comic books have this, like, massive sprawling continuity, there is still a certain status quo-ness, and almost every change of the status quo comes with a certain element of the reboot, even unconsciously. Mm-hmm. And I find that really fascinating. I, and the, see, the thing about his resurrection, that's where it gets weird. Because, yeah. like, es- especially in the context of Batman, which ostensibly is like, yeah, this is a crime series about criminals. Yeah. Who can bring people back from the fucking dead. Right. And the other thing is... So... The thing is, you can take all the reboot aspects of that story out and still tell it just fine. They did it, they made a movie out of it. And it was better than the book. But in the book, he came back because of a universe line continuity reboot. He came back because of time... uh, Final Crisis. Yeah. And... Or was it Infinite Crisis? I think it was Infinite Crisis. It was one of them. It, look, it doesn't really matter. Like, I, I, I say does, that as someone Final who cares Crisis. about the Infinity War saga. It, it doesn't matter. Anyway, point here is, like, but nothing about his story needed all of that shit. Right? 
Yeah. Like, it didn't need Superboy punch time. As we've no. seen, all they really needed to do was, oh, I put his body in a Lazarus pit, there you go, boom, bang. You know? And it works. Uh, the, the and Super I am... Boy, the Superboy time punch also has airs of borrowing genius. Because, like, the whole Superboy turns and looks at the page and goes, I can see you. That's, that's like, a direct ref to Animal Man. That's and I'm not saying they went, my you, know, you know who really definitely should be the person we are trying to make everyone think of in our crisis event but uh you know grant morrison's animal ran run and maybe craig coyote gospel that's why i'm trying to remember if that was final crisis because grant morrison wrote final crisis so but i'm that's why yeah. that's why i said it's important because i'm pretty sure infinite crisis was a jeff johns joint and final crisis was grant morrison and yeah. if it was infinite crisis then it, that's probably just a coincidence. If it was Final Crisis, that was intentional. And you know? he is, uh, and he is the kind of person who loves doing, in, uh, does, loves doing those in jokes. Yeah. I want to say, specific. I want to say it was Jeff Johns. And I mean, obviously, like, the entire point of, uh, Superboy Prime in that story is this, like, meta reference to fandom and, like, inability to accept change in comics, right? Like, his whole thing is yelling at all the new kids about how they're not, like, the old pre-crisis Superman, yada, yada, yada. And that's, like, the worst type of reboot, right? Yeah. A reboot that goes backwards. A reboot that wants to be regressive. Well, you gotta wonder what are you rebooting from? Like, what in your mind is the stuff that needs fixing? And if the Mm. stuff that needs fixing is these ungrateful fans don't appreciate you know, 1940s storytelling. Like, well, okay, Boomer. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, right? But, like, Superboy is that person who wants that in that setting, and he's the bad guy. He's the villain, right? Yeah. But at the same and... time, the bad guy's got a point, doesn't he? No. No, he doesn't. He's committing omnicide. There's another problem <laughs> comics have. <laughs> yeah, shit like mm. that happens a lot. It's the... Doesn't the Joker have a point? No, he's a serial killing asshole. Fuck that guy. <laughs> I think, man, remember when he was a cool guy who do, who did clown themed you know bank robberies, yeah, and he wasn't like remember... the forefront of the culture war for racists. Uh, this is so much about. I'm not. I can't. Uh, I, I have my soul <laughs> just doesn't. <laughs> What you are hearing now is live Clay's soul escaping his body. Trying desperately. Trying to hold on to it, man. (laughs) I did not come here for an exorcism of my own soul. (laughs) We're doing a seance this Halloween, and the subject is Clay. Oh, boy. But no. That's the idea of what are you rebooting to? Like, there's reboots that just strive to go in a wholly new direction say fuck it let's do something brand the fuck new and then there's them that are like like i guess like streamlining where it's like hey let's take everything you like and nothing you don't or everything the writer likes and nothing the writer alone doesn't all new all different exactly the same as the stuff you liked yeah i shouldn't say the writer it's usually the editor but and i don't i'm not sure because you look at certain things like uh, like Hawkeye and uh, Longbow Hunters, where he just moves to a new town, and this is immediately post-crisis. 
So this is not the reboot of his origins, but it is in a rebooted universe, right? And so we're not clear on what is going on. Because, like, Longbow Hunters started right after Crisis, and it just has Green Arrow moving to Seattle with Black Canary, because he felt like it. Because he's like, and the weirdest thing about it is, like, he did it because he got old. He's like, yeah, I'm, like, 40 now. should probably move on with my life. You know? Yeah. And let me get some interesting stuff out of that. It's very, like, crime drama-y. But, like, you could take that character in a new direction just via the narrative, even if. Because, like, I'm, I'm still not sure how much of Crisis directly affected Ollie in that context because he decided, and the writers of that book decided, that shit wasn't important. He just walked away from the reboot. Like, nah, that's gonna happen. I'm still gonna do my thing. And without that, like, coordination, like, you get, like, New 52, where some are just like, no. Cause, New 52 happened right in the middle of, uh, uh, Scott Snyder's run on Batman. And at that point, he was writing, uh, Dick Grayson as Batman. Right? And so then he, and I, I don't know if I've said this here, but I genuinely think, like, the earlier parts of the Scott Snyder run on Batman were originally in his head, supposed to be Dick Grayson Batman stuff. Because when you look at the Court of Owls, and you look at a lot of the stuff around them, it feels like there was a lot of, lot more Dick Grayson in there. Because it starts yeah. with Dick Grayson being attacked by a random person. And that leading to this huge conspiracy that involves his family and et cetera, et cetera. And you get this feeling like, man, this would have been a great Dick Grayson story. And I know this because Rebirth Nightwing had him dealing with a progenitor of the Court of Owls trying to recruit him. Like, damn, we could have got this like seven years ago. (laughs) But the reboot hit. Right? Flashpoint got you. Now you gotta write a Bruce Wayne who's only been around about five years. And you've gotta wedge your narrative into that. Right? And that. Yep. That's the thing about like the reboot hitting you and being poorly planned and fucking up a lot of other people's shit. Right? Because like that reboot was cared more about what was going on in Batman's life than everybody else around him. And it fucked up a lot of things. It. Eh. What could have been, right? Because like Court of Owls is cool. Yeah. I like that series. I would have liked it a lot more if it was a Nightwing series. And that's the disappointing thing. You don't even have to do it that way, right? You could just do Ultimate Spider-Man. You could reboot over there and have all that fun you want. You know? And you end up with something great. Or you could just fuck it up. Because right? like, you don't have to reboot the existing narrative to do a reboot if you don't want to yeah and if you it's not necessary have... this is the, the 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 notion that the reboot requires certain things to go away it's like it, does, it doesn't actually require it there's you you could just change the way things are you don't have to make a big excuse for it oh man that that's that's when like that is like, i guess its own problem Deadpool. yeah that's what those characters can just be like actually we're just gonna nod Make me. <laughs> like, <laughs> he could just look dead into the camera and be like, no, none of that shit happened. Fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> that was a Doombot. 
<laughs> oh, you want to know the funniest thing? So, um, to make a Blake reference, um, really? So in the past, in, in, in my house, in our house, uh, Blade didn't have all those powers in and front shit. of my salad, right in front of your salad, and in front of your cat, who was in front of the salad, <laughs> making that face. Anyway, so. Didn't have all the, like, you know, all of their weakness, all their strengths and their weaknesses angle. None of that shit was true for the character. Up until, like, the early 2000s. Um, I think maybe late 90s. Uh, before that, he was just a normal dude, fairly skilled, slightly altered aging, and sensitivity to light, and he could sense magic. Smell vampires in particular. Uh, then he got into, like, a scrap. With Morbius and a random issue with Spider-Man, Morbius bit him, and now we have Movie Blade from that point on. Yeah. And now, Blade frequently goes out of his way to mention that event and say it didn't happen. Or that people say that Morbius gave me this, but like, nah, just nah. And the, the yeah. thing I like about that is that's consistent. I'm not gonna lie, I kinda, like, lo- I kinda love the just nah school of, of, of comic book continuity. Like, not even ignore it. Ralph, I but thought you say, were dead. Nope. <laughs> just like, no, no. <laughs> like, like, nah, I've always been like this. Morbius, fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, I especially, <laughs> like, one of, one of my favorite dumb things about Marvel is because the characters in Marvel comics are written by Marvel comic writers. There is legitimately a claim, like, they can make of, like, yeah, the writers just fucked it up. Like, they saw me got bit by Morbus, and they saw me do this shit, so they were like, oh, yeah, I guess that's how his powers work. That's not how my powers work, that's fucking stupid. Yeah, no, like, my headcanon is, you know, vampires get stronger over time, so he just got more vampire over time. You know? So, like, yep. you go back and read 70s Blade, and he's just a dude, because during that period, he was only, like, 50 years old, and now he's almost 100, so he's fucking Dracula. <laughs> you know? And that, I don't know if ignoring it or looking directly at it and saying no, like, <laughs> I like that. I find that more entertaining, but sometimes I don't know. Some, Cause some shit we would rather not talk about, right? Do you remember, do you remember that just after Black Panther, that viral tweet going around saying like, it was really bold of them to have uh, at the very end of the movie, uh, um, uh, it, he he looks at the camera and goes, "I am a, in fact, I am a communist now, and exactly the same kind of communist as you." <laughs> I just, you know, like, it's like the same thing. Like, yeah, just fucking, just fucking say it. Just put something out there like that to annoy the worst kind of people. Like, I legitimately, because like there are things that have happened to some characters where I look at, I'm like, you know, I would rather we just forget that happened, just and not, not jokingly say that didn't happen but just not ever talk about it again you know yeah there are things things that have happened to like various female characters uh there are ways certain characters used to act and like you know what what that just never fucking happened who would argue with you who would start a fight about that yeah and and then you get the whole morrisony style well you know it's hyper time it's like no fucking yeah, that! Like, yo, hey! Fuck some of that shit! 
You could just say, no, it didn't happen. You could just say, no, Kevin Smith was horny that day. Uh, you know, we made mistakes. And that's actually one of the really weird things, the way all this ties into, like, existing cultural problems. Because for the better part, the core of all this is nerds not being willing to say, I fucked up. <laughs> like, there's a lot of this which is just the masculine, no, 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 no. If you understood it, really, you would regret your words and deeds. Like, I, would I really fuck her? Would I so really regret my words and deeds? Do you remember Secret Invasion? The, the Marvel event with the scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. During that, there was a lot of hype of like, hey, remember that thing you don't like that your favorite character did? What if it was a scroll the scroll. whole time? <laughs> and then they didn't do any of that shit. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a tiny handful of characters nobody gave a fuck about who were slightly different. And yeah. I'm like, so much wasted opportunity, and everybody would have been down. Everybody who was tired of like we would have loved him clown on fucking yeah yeah or um or or yeah the, the, like what's it fucking um, yeah, all Hank, of that shit. Sorry, you say Hank Pym, and I'm immediately just stuck on that thought of like yeah. Imagine if Hank Pym, who is right now getting a, a basically a soft relaunch in the movies, like imagine if they'd made Hank Pym someone cool. I, I didn't. I don't need him to be cool. I actually like that he's kind of a failure. That's what is endearing to him to me. But, like, that man has never gotten out from under that one thing that happened that one time. And what if he was like, no, it was a scroll. And, like, okay, sure. And, and fucking, and the funniest thing about it is, you don't even have to make it so that the characters accept that. You're just, it's, you're, it was what I'm looking for. You're freeing the character. Yes, you're freeing the character of the moral burden of that thing. But you could still have people treat him like he did that thing. Um. So, uh, uh, Secret Empire, right? At the end of Secret yep. Empire, uh, Hydra Cap was revealed to be okay. This is really complicated, but like the true head air quotes version of Captain America, like emerged from the Cosmic Cube and fought against Hydra Cap. And so, like, that's a different person, right? You can sit there and say, yeah, Nazi Cap wasn't a real person. Cap we all know and like and care about was real. And, but people in the setting still treat him like he did that shit. Even though a lot of them know he didn't. Because what are you going to do with those feelings? Right? (laughs) Like, he oppressed the entire country for, like, a year or some shit. Like, no! You you gonna have to you gonna have to carry that weight, right? Doesn't matter if you did or didn't do it. But yeah, us as the readers, like, that's, Kenan, you, you yeah. know you you know I'm fond of that. You know I'm fond of the whole yeah. You're you're a uh, I'm sorry. You're extremely cool. Uh, uh, toxic masculinity rampage of of the thing you wanted to do anyway has consequences, sir. Yeah, but like us as readers can still be like, oh no, I can read Captain America because he's not a fucking Nazi now. <laughs> And I can, but the, like the storyline can move forward, but that we as readers can happily, like we, that conversation is out the window, right? It's not. Well, how do you read a book about a Nazi trying to like redeem him or something? No, fucking, who cares, right? Now, from like a literary standpoint, it would probably be more interesting to meaningfully engage in what it means to be Captain America and the relationship between it. And Nazism and everything, but like, there are other ways to handle that, right? 
Yeah. And do, do we want half of these motherfuckers writing these books to try to handle that? Probably not. I'd rather just have <laughs> Captain America pop out of the fucking Cosmic Cube and be like, none of this happened. <laughs> it was all a waste of time. And like, you probably now, didn't like that, it anyway. So and fuck And that it. right there, that's the poison. It's the, mm. this was probably a waste of your time. That's the thing that gets people to stop. Because yeah. like, you know, hey, you know that thing we got you to spend 75 bucks on? Yeah, <laughs> you didn't have to do that. And like, <sighs> we knew you wouldn't have to do that and it didn't count. Uh, Soz, my bad. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, that's the curious thing, right? And like, they, what, what was the alternative? The Were they going to go like, uh, 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 actually, Nazi cap is polling really well, so, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're gonna stick with the Nazi thing for now. Hey, we're hey, gonna fucking hey, do that. Hey. I hope. You know good and goddamn well they would if he did. Oh. Uh, if, <laughs> if they did, oh my goodness. You, Bruh? You would, you would see, like, okay, I mean, Disney. Like, Disney is ultimately the one If that, that book like, sold in the millions, he would be green for the rest of our fucking lives. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not lie. Yeah. <laughs> if, if everybody didn't hate that, that would be it. Yeah. That's the sad thing. And, and again. Like, they don't have the courage of that conviction. But also, like, again, even if well, we say everybody hates or everybody loves, for the sake of a comic book, what we're talking about is "quote unquote" sales. And we go back to sales. That means something entirely different than what people want to buy and read. So that would be even more miserable because what that what that would actually meant is that a bunch of motherfuckers with some money and some four chan accounts organized a mass buyout of the issue. You know, that's <laughs> that's the kind of thing we would be in. Because they do that sort of thing. Yeah. Historically. Documented. They do that sort of thing. <laughs> but, to be fair, like, at the very least, the comic publishers aren't fucking Facebook, right? They're not just dominated by the algorithm. So if they were to do that, they'd be like, okay, but this groundswell we're getting is clearly artificial, right? <laughs> because, I'm not saying they have the moral conviction I says they have more sense than to look at a bunch of clearly, you know, trumped up numbers and not know it's fake. Right? We can say that yeah. much. I mean, they do that with the fucking, with all the movies and TV shows. They know that they're getting review bombed and they go, we're not paying attention to that because we know that's a thing that happens now. So like, I guess that's better, right? In the like, end. We were always. <laughs> yeah. Like. In the end, the main com- the main thing of the comic book ecosystem is that it wants there to continue to be a comic book ecosystem. And even though there are big changes in it up and down along the line, there's still going to be this core, uh, you know, leviathanic behavior of I must make sure people don't stop buying this enough. So this ecosystem, this this drive to continue its own existence is going to be at the center of almost everything these, the, these ideologies... Trying, yeah, this is pure ideology. Um, all all that's going to be is what drives this. And while that happens, they're just periodically going to need to take a mulligan. And the reboot appears to be the way that we, as consumers of superheroes, have not told them they can't do enough. Uh, 
Well, what's the other one? What would you... Uh, again, they well, could just say no. If you want to get on the topic of what would I do instead, that's a of real course. big one, and I think we should probably do that another time. Oh, always. <laughs> Look, somebody's going to say, oh, well, what would you do, Mr. Smart Man? Anytime you say anything, right? Well, what would you do, Professor? <laughs> Can your science pro- explain this sick flip? What was it? What was the thing in fucking Avatar? Can your science explain right reigns? Yes, it was. It, it can. Was, it was. It was. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never a miscommunication. You can't explain that. And yeah. It was fucking Bill O'Reilly who is a millionaire. Mm. If, if anyone wants to tell you that people with money deserve it, they fucking don't. All right. Like, mm. like a lot of these rich people are billowing idiots. Yeah, just the and, worst kind of dumbass. And some of them, like Agparanoder, run all these comics. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I. By the way, Reed Richards, colossal dumbass. <laughs> Look, man, he did the science. I'm He's just like, saying, uh, Doom was right. Oh, you gonna put that on a T-shirt? You gonna wear that with your Magneto was right T-shirt? No, because no? Doom also has slaves. So fuck that guy. Does he? I thought he has a robot army. Why would you have slaves when you can make a robot army? That yeah, that's the weird. Like, like the only reason you keep slaves in that instance is you kind of like slaves, right? Yeah, like, that at that point you are clearly a slavery fan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does he have a slavery poster and a slaker? You know, there's a, <laughs> he... a big continuity reboot in the 1880s. Does he have a slavery documentary? <laughs> Flip it over as Harriet Tubman. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, that was From the Rooftops, a podcast about superheroes. And that was Clay. <laughs> that was... <laughs> take a moment. That... Take a moment. We've been through a lot today. Uh, it has been a journey. Yes. But it is finally over. And thank God no one would ever try to reset this journey. We could just end it right now. Yeah. That would just be the worst. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 4, the reboot. Oh, welcome to From the Rooftops, and I'm Clay, and that's Talon. Hi, I don't know anything about Blade. (laughs) (laughs) 